0: Just as a heads up, I had some of our eighth grade boys from the school help me write my homily this weekend, which should both intrigue you and maybe scare you a little bit. But before we get into that, I'm wondering if anybody else picked up on this tone of excitement in our readings today. First, we heard about this man named Samuel who kept hearing this voice. And finally, the third time he hears it, he recognizes this is the Lord and so he responds, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And when we hear that line, it leaves us in this state of anticipation. We're wondering, what's the Lord going to say next? Or in our psalm, we prayed, here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. And if you or I say that and we mean it as we say it, it should feel, leave us feeling a bit exhilarated. Right? Because we're opening ourselves up to all the different possibilities of what the Lord might be calling us to. And then finally, we can notice a sense of excitement present in our gospel passage this evening. After these apostles begin following Jesus, they make some initial observation. Jesus turns to them and asks, What are you looking for? Or as other translations put it, What do you seek? And when they say, Rabbi... We're wondering, where are you staying? Jesus draws them in, saying, come, and you will see. So as I reflect on why it is that we seem to be left with a sense of excitement as we hear these readings being proclaimed today, I think it's because they exemplify an important lesson for all of us. And it's that you are not the main character. Okay, what do I mean by that? So this is where the eighth grade boys came in. and helped me this week. So to be clear, I am not attempting in any way to be cool, okay? I fully acknowledge that I'm a dork, so that's not what I'm trying to accomplish. But there is a sort of slang phrase that's kind of popular nowadays, where you describe somebody as being a main character, okay? Or say that they have main character syndrome or main character vibes, Now, all of us, whatever generation we're from, we know in general what it means to be a main character, right? If I'm reading a book or I'm watching a movie, the main character is the one that the story revolves around. Well, nowadays, if you call somebody in real life a main character, it typically carries a negative connotation, right? It means that you think that person sees themselves as the main character in the story of their life. As if, in their perspective, all of life is this story and they're the ones on center stage. My life is all about the story that I'm crafting and my decisions, my choices are based on what I want to do. And then if you ever say that someone has main character syndrome, that's the more serious state where the person is painfully self-centered and thinks that the whole world revolves around them. But what the readings for today show us is that living your life thinking that you're the main character ultimately leads to this shallow and boring existence. Meanwhile, we see just how exciting life gets when you see your life as a story that the infinitely creative God is crafting. A story where God is truly the main character. It's the story that began back when God first created this entire universe It reaches its culmination when God becomes man, when he suffers, dies, and rises. And it's a story that continues on until the end of time as God seeks to bring transformation to this fallen world. And while his story is still unraveling, you and I are faced every day with a choice. Who gets to be the main character? Is it going to be myself and God's just sort of a side character? Or am I willing to say those words we said in our readings today? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Here am I. I come to do your will. And it's difficult, right? We can acknowledge it's difficult when we're inundated day in and day out with influences from our culture to try to make ourselves the main character of our life rather than allowing God to be. If we're told, whether explicitly, a lot of times implicitly, that if you follow your every desire and inclination, if you craft the story of your life on your terms, that's when you'll feel most fulfilled. But scripture proposes a different message for us, that if you want a life that is meaningful and noble, if you want an enduring sense of joy and adventure, even in the midst of suffering, That can only happen if you acknowledge over and over again, I'm not the main character in this story. He is. And just think for a moment about what would have happened if the characters in today's readings had that different perspective. Imagine Samuel hearing the Lord's voice, but instead of saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. He just decided to go back to them. Right? Or how about those apostles that they heard Jesus say, come and see. But then they kind of thought about their own preferences. They thought about their own comforts and they said, nah, that's too unpredictable. That's nah, not worth the risk. What a sad, what a boring story that would be compared to the great and noble adventure that these men were a part of. That's because seeing life with Jesus as the main character of our lives is what ultimately gives our lives substance, right? It's exhilarating to say day in and day out, moment by moment, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Here am I. I come to do your will. At this mass today, we are invited to worship God. Worship is one of those things that helps break us out of the confines of our ego and to instead direct our attention towards the real main character of our lives. So as we worship today, let's ask God for this grace to once again sacrifice our egos on this altar so that we can participate in this noble adventure that he is crafting for us.